0: Welcome to Thrive Church. I am so excited to see you all here today. So welcome. We thank you for coming to join us here at Thrive Church. I'm Judah Thomas, the lead pastor here, and I am just so honored to have you here with us. We are starting a brand new series today called Great Expectations. Great Expectations. And uh, and this is going to run over the next several weeks. But, but as, as I'm pondering this, it's like like what are you expecting? What are you expecting in life? What are you expecting uh, maybe even here today? You know, did you come with expectation? Maybe you're you're new here. Maybe you were invited here. And this is your first time and and your expectation is uh, that that you're going to probably be bored. Uh, maybe your expectation is that we're going to ask for money. Maybe you have an expectation that, that it's not going to relate to life. Or maybe you came here with an different kind of expectation. Maybe you came today with an expectation that you are going to encounter God. Maybe you came with an expectation that God is going to bring transformation into your life. Maybe you came with an expectation that God is going to bring healing to your body. Maybe you came with an expectation. So what are you expecting? What do you expect? What do you expect? You know, that that phrase can be used positively like what do you expect or it could be used like well what do you expect you know usually when we use it that way it's when somebody did not live up to our expectations they, they let us down somehow and it's like well what do you expect right and, and we say that with a resigned tone that well you know you really shouldn't get your expectations up so this is going to be a three-part series and we're going to be ending with our christmas services. So I would like to invite you to, to come to uh, to the services, invite your family, your friends. It's going to be a great time celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, which was, an, which was an expected miracle, but it came in such an unexpected way. But hopefully through this series, it'll inspire you to expect great things. Hopefully it'll encourage you to build your faith. And also, maybe more importantly, it will give you some tools on how to cope with when you don't get what you expected. Sometimes we don't get what we expected, right? It's like Christmas time. Christmas is coming, and, and, and if you remember being a kid, it's like we, we have these lists of expectations, right? You sit on Santa's lap, and you tell him your list of expectations, or, or you tell mom and dad your list of expectations, and then, and then Christmas morning comes, and oh, no, oh, no, I didn't get what I was expecting. Sometimes we have to deal with things like that. But are you expecting good things from God? Are you expecting? You know, anybody who's ever had a child knows what it's like to be expecting, right? It's like, oh, are you expecting? Be careful with that question. Make sure that they really are expecting, you know, before you ask that question. Are you expecting? What what does this mean? It's something that's exciting, right? I'm expecting something. I'm expecting a child. and And I can't wait to see the person that I've been longing to see. You know, I, I, I'm expecting them. God in his infinite grace and mercy has given us a time of expecting that we know that there's something that's coming, but he's given us time to prepare for the child that'll be coming. This is a time of, of expecting, but we can't wait for the thing that we can't see, the child that we can't see, to be made visible to us. We're expecting. It's kind of like when I was growing up. My dad had this weird... uh. Weird thing where he, he like, uh, would just jump out of, like, random closets in the dark at me growing up. And like, so I'd just be walking, you know, maybe it's late at night, everything's dark, and, and he just jumps out, gotcha. I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, and, uh, and as a result, it taught me to expect strange people in my closets. And uh, my, my, my therapist is still helping me through these things. But it's this expectation. What are we expecting? You know, many of us, we've given up on expecting anything from God. You know, and we're going to be talking about this next week, what it's like to be frustrated when our expectations don't happen because many of us, we've been disappointed, and we'd rather live life without any expectation at all rather than living with the fear of of an unrealized expectation. I'd rather live my life without expecting anything rather than having an expectation and risk the fact that maybe that expectation doesn't happen. In your notes, if you're taking them, God wants us to live, though, with expectation. God wants us to live with expectation. See, the expectation goes hand-in-hand with faith. It goes hand-in-hand. It's like hope. You know, this is something that God wants us to have. If we want to see the miraculous, then we need to have expectation. You know, in Scripture, in Acts, we see a story of of two guys, Peter and John. They were they were good friends of Jesus. Right? And so Peter and John, they go to the temple one day. This is long after Jesus has already been crucified and resurrected. They they go to the temple and as they're going to the temple, um they uh, it's about 3 p.m. and they see a person who is lame and he's at this gate. It's a beautiful gate. It's the the Nicanor gate. Um and it was just beautiful. It was made out of Corinthian bronze. And, and here's this lame guy, and he's out there in front of this gate, and he's begging for money. It's this magnificent gate. And and, and the way that, that, that people were in the era, you know, it was, it was a very, um, it was a, a, a religious thing, a good religious thing for you to give money to those who were, um, you know, poor and in need. So he's sitting out in this gate, and he 's asking people for handouts as they come through now now what 's interesting about this is is he he was lame, and he had to have people carry the, him there all the time. So, so they would carry him there, and uh, and they would put him in front of this gate. It was a prime location because people would be coming in and out of there all the time, and it was a good location. Now, now beggars in the day, they were often vetted by the government. So the government would say, like, do you have, like, a legitimate need, and and, and are you able to have work? And if you're not able to have work and you have a legitimate need, then we will allow you to beg in our city, and we'll we'll give you a location and will also give you a a, a cloak that is representative of your status as a beggar. So if you see somebody wearing a cloak, you know that they're not trying to scam you or con you. If they're wearing the specific cloak, you know this person is safe to give money to. So people would come and they would give money and and they would feel good about themselves because they they gave money to this person and and they they would put them all around the city. Well, here's this guy and he's asking for money. And in Acts 3.3, It says, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him as John did. Then Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Here's the guy. He's asking for money. And then they're like, okay, pay attention. Look at me. Look at me here. So the man gave him, gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. See, he's there. He's begging. He's asking people for a handout. And they're like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Now, he's looking and he's expecting. Maybe he's going to get a few coins. You know, usually, though, when somebody gives coins, they just kind of drop them in and and they keep going. So maybe maybe he's going to give, they're going to give him a big gift because they they wanted his attention. And he's like, well, what do you have for me? And they're like, sorry, we don't got any money. Like, how disappointing this must have been. It says in verse 6, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you. It's like, okay, man. This is a letdown. He goes from expecting something now to maybe not expecting anything at all. He says, what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And it says, taking him by the right hand, He helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. And then he went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man. They recognized him. They've seen him there before. He's still wearing the same cloak that he had on. The beggar's cloak. But but clearly he doesn't need to beg any longer because he's walking and leaping. He's praising God. They recognize him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. He was expecting something and now it caused them to be expectant. They're filled with, with wonder and amazement. This man... He came expecting one thing, but he got another thing altogether. He came expecting money, but he ended up getting a miracle. See, he was, he was expecting for, for a little bit of money that could alleviate temporarily some of the symptoms that he was having. He was saying, maybe you can give me a little bit of money so that I can get myself something to eat. You, you can kind of cover over the symptom a little bit. He was interested in fixing the symptom, but instead... They gave him the solution. They healed him. They said, get up and walk. And he gets up and walk. This man was over 40 years old. Said that he was born with this. So he lived his entire life, 40 years, lame, unable to walk, dependent on the generosity of others. And he was expecting something, but he wasn't expecting this because he didn't know who he was talking to. He did not realize the power of God. In your notes, we can expect great things when we understand The power of God. See, God is powerful. He is more powerful than the problems in our life. He's more powerful than the difficulties. He's more powerful than anything that we face. And and when we understand the power of God and we come to him with expectation, amazing things can happen. He didn't expect much, but at least he was expecting something. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, man, you can tell a mountain to be cast into the sea. He didn't say, if you have faith, the size of a mountain. Because none of us would ever be able to do that. But he said, even if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed. He's like, just start. Just have a little bit of faith. And here, this man had some expectations, and then God exceeded the expectation. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now all glory to God, who is able. Isn't it good to know that we serve a God who is able? who is able. Like like he's not, you know, uh, unable. He's not unqualified. He's not weak. He's not distant. He's not ignoring us. We serve a God who is able. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish, underline this, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Infinitely more you may ask, you may think, oh, God, if you could do this. We serve a God who is able to accomplish infinitely more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine, because my God is able. My God is, is powerful. But maybe you're thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up, though. I don't want to get my hopes up. See, so in your notes, put your hope in God. Put your, put your hope in God. Put your expectation in him the problem is so often what we're doing is we're putting our our hope in an outcome putting our hope in a situation in a solution instead of in a person and we're putting our hope in the wrong place we're putting our expectation you know i don't know what's going to happen but i know that it's going to be good i don't know what's going to happen but i know it's going to be good you know a couple weeks ago i took my kids to see uh uh dude perfect you guys anybody know who dude perfect is a couple of you guys know who they are. You know, they start on YouTube. They do trick shots, right? And, and, and then they started touring, and they're, like, going to all these stadiums and doing shows. I'm like, I don't know how you can do trick shots there because, like, like, it takes days sometimes for them to do this. But we're like, okay, we're going to go see them. And, uh, and so, so we, we, uh, we bought the tickets, spent a lot of money. We went there, and I didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what they're going to do. Had no expectation. But I did know that I expected it to be good, so so I didn't know what it was they were going to do, but I expected that we were going to have a good time. A- and we did have a good time. And they did all kinds of crazy things and fun things. And what was even more amazing than that is at the end of the show, with thousands of people in there, you know, one of the main guys from Dude Perfect comes out and he begins to preach for the next 15 minutes to thousands and thousands of people and presents the gospel. I'm like, I've been to Christian concerts where they don't even talk to God that much. And, and it's like, here hear that? It, it was more than I expected, but I expected something good was going to happen. See, God, even more so than this, I don't know what's going to happen, but I expect that it's going to be good. I have my, my faith in God. I believe it's going to be good. See, my expectation shouldn't be in a circumstance or situation. It should be in God and God alone. There was a story of another person in Scripture who got healed. His name was, was Bartimaeus. It's a kind of funny name because it's not really even a name at all. You know what Bartimaeus means? It means son of Timaeus. So they're like, like we're not even going to mention your name. We're just going to say you're the son of Timaeus. You know? And so, so we know him as the son of Timaeus. And it says here in Mark 10, uh, 47, and he's blind. It says, when Bartimaeus, this blind guy, heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. Imagine this, like there's just thousands of people and they're all going down the road and here's a guy and he's sitting over there and he's begging and he gets, he's just yelling, Jesus, have mercy on me. And and all the people around, they're so godly, so spiritual. They say, be quiet. So they're yelling at him, big, you shut up, stop Stop bothering him, like, be quiet, be quiet. But then he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, hey, cheer up, dude. Come on, he's calling you, verse 50, look at this. So Bartimaeus threw aside, what did he do? He threw aside his coat, he jumped up, and he came to Jesus. He threw aside his coat, Now, you remember we talked about this coat before. This is a coat that was government-issued. This is a coat that said you have the authorization to go and beg and ask for money and ask for resources. You have the permission to go and do this. And the very first thing Bartimaeus does is, I don't need this coat anymore. I'm going to throw this down. I don't know what to expect, but I know one thing. I'm not going to need to come back here and beg anymore. So he throws this away. Kind of reminds me of, of watching The Price is Right. You ever see that? Like, I... Who cares about the show, but like the thing that's most exciting is when they say, you know, hey, we're going to call down contestant, you know, and they give the name, and the person just jumps up, and they're dancing, they're shouting, they're high-fiving everybody, they're running up to the front, like, you haven't even won anything yet. Like, like you haven't even played the game. You haven't even seen what's behind the doors. You haven't done anything yet. But they're excited and they have expectation. They may or may not win, but they're excited just to be there. They know something good is going to happen. And here's blind Bartimaeus saying, I don't need this beggar's coat anymore. I don't need this because I got something better coming. And he says, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see he had an expectation here. And Jesus said, says, go for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see. And he followed Jesus down the road. Man, he had expectation. Jesus is coming and I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there at the front of the line. I'm going to yell. I'm going to make a fool out of myself. But I have expectation. See, in your notes, we won't see the amazing things of life if we don't have faith in God. See, so he says, your faith. Has healed you. We need to have faith. We need to have expectation. Now, as we talk about expectation, there's another word that's kind of similar that we might think of as well, and it's the word entitlement, okay? Expectation and entitlement are not the same thing. See, entitlement is thinking that you deserve something, like, I deserve something just because of the fact that I'm here. And, and, and so many people, they, they have this entitlement mindset with God. Like, I deserve this. God, you owe me. You owe me this thing. See, expectation is different. The definition of expectation is to look for or to wait for. It's like expectation on Christmas Eve, right? As a kid, man, man. It's hard to go to sleep on Christmas Eve because you have this expectation, this expectation. You know, I just can't wait until tomorrow. I can't wait to open up my toys. There's this expectation, and I'm waiting for something. But in your notes, expectation and patience go hand in hand. Like, but I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. You know, the, the famous prayer for patience is, God, give me patience and give it to me now. You know, it's like, but, like, we want, we want patience, and I want it now, but expectation and patience go hand in hand. I don't want to wait. You know, some of you, some of you are already counting down the days for Christmas. You know, you got the, the little calendar there, and you're marking it up. I can't wait till Christmas. I remember when I was a kid, man, I couldn't wait until Christmas Day, and, and it was almost like I was so anxious. And I'm like, I just can't wait till it's Christmas Day. I can't wait until it's Christmas Day. Oh, man, when's it going to be Christmas? And then it's Christmas, and then it's gone like that, and, like, now it's a year away. and You're like, Wow. What happened is as I got older, I realized that the excitement of Christmas is not contained so much in the experience on Christmas Day, but it's in the expectation that leads up to Christmas Day. It's the expectation. It's the looking forward to something. It's, oh, I know it's coming, but it's okay. I'm not in a hurry because I know once it's here, it'll be over. So I can sit here and I can expect it. See, we're, we're anticipating what good is coming. Says in. Psalm 130, verse 5. It says, I wait for the Lord. With bated breath, I wait. I long for his word. I will wait. See, that word wait means to look for, to hope, to expect. Or to lie and wait for. Anybody that's ever went hunting or fishing, you know what that means. It's like like I'm expecting to see something. I'm expecting to catch something. And I will be here. I will lie and wait because I have an expectation. If there's no expectation of catching anything, then then there's really no point in going fishing. But when you have an expectation of the good that can come, we are able to wait. And we lie and wait for the good thing to happen. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to give up. And maybe in our life we need to to wait for God, wait for God to move, wait for God to heal, wait for God to restore. And I'm expecting, it may not happen right now, but I'm waiting, I will wait for the Lord with bated breath. I like that expression, with bated breath. Just to be clear. It's baited, not baited, okay? Like, like, like you bait your hook when you go fishing. This is not that kind of bait. It's not like saying, wow, you have baited breath. Wow, you know, y- your breath smells like fish bait. No, that's not what it's talking about. It- it's it's baited breath, and this is a a phrase that was coined by Shakespeare. He took the word abated and dropped the A. Baited abated means uh, that you stop or reduce something, so it's stop or reduced breath. It's gasping and holding your breath in excitement. <gasps> something's going to happen with bated breath it says it says i wait for the lord with bated breath i wait i long for his words i'm anticipating what's going to happen next i don't know what's going to happen but what are you expecting in your life maybe you're expecting failure you know in your notes you often get what you expect to get if you expect to get failure that's probably what you're going to get like if you expect to be disappointed that's probably what you're gonna get. If you expect to be rejected, that's probably what you're gonna get. You know, if, if you expect to, to, to get you know fired and laid off, that's probably what's gonna happen. Or are we expecting that God is good, that God is in control, that he is in charge of the situations in life? What are we expecting here? So, well, I don't know, I don't know if I should hope. You know, I, I only want to hope for the things that I know are going to happen so then my hope, you know, won't get, I won't get disappointed. I only want to hope for the things that are a guarantee. Look what it says in Romans 8, 24. It says, for in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Hope that if you can see the end of the journey, that doesn't take hope, that doesn't take Expectation. Hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. See, I don't know what tomorrow has. Maybe you're hoping for a miracle. Maybe you're hoping for a healing. Maybe you're hoping for restoration. Maybe you're, you're hoping for, for a reuniting of your family. Maybe you're, you're hoping for, for freedom from an addiction. Maybe you're hoping for these things. And, and when we hope for it, we wait for it. I'm going to wait. See, hope that is seen is not hope at all. See, God wants us to put our hope not just in a circumstance, but in him, to wait on him, to expect great things from him. And good things come to those who wait. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the old Heinz commercials Right, they take a bottle of ketchup and they put it up on a bridge and then the guy like opens it up and the guy runs down to the bottom. and takes a long time and he holds his hot dog out and then a drip finally comes out and he you know, catches on the hot dog. Good things come to those that wait. He's saying, you know what? It may take a while for our ketchup to come out of the bottle, but it's going to be worth it once you have it. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, but here's what I do know, is that good things in life come to those who wait, not on a bottle of ketchup, but those who wait upon the Lord. Are we waiting upon the Lord? But I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be let down. But I know that my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches. I know that my God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called to his purpose. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be sad. The God who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it so I can come with expectation. And it's time. It's time to get our hopes up. It's time to get our hopes up. My hope is in the creator of the universe, and I'm expecting God to move. And I don't know when, and I don't know how, but let me tell you this. I don't want to miss it. Uh, We're waiting, waiting with bated breath. When's he going to move? What's he going to do next? How's he going to heal? How's he going to restore? I may not know what's going to happen, but I know that when it does happen, it's going to be good. I believe that God is going to move in your life. He's going to move in your family. He's going to move in your health. He's going to move in your school he's going to move if we have expectation if we have hope and expect him to do great things I don't know what God has planned for your life I don't even know what God has planned for my life but I do know this that it's good and even the bad things he's going to turn around and work it for good because I love him so I will wait with bated breath expecting him to move as only he can move because he is a good God let's pray Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we thank you that we can come to you with our expectations and we expect that you are going to do good things. We expect you to have a plan. We expect that you are going to guide us and comfort us and heal us. We expect that you are going to bring restoration and deliverance into our lives. We come with great expectation, O Lord. Let us put our faith and trust in you if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord. Don't let another day go by. He is inviting you into his family. He says, if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, And if you speak with your mouth and say, Jesus, you are my Lord, that you will be saved. Won't you call on his name now? Say, Jesus, you are my Lord. I put my expectation and my hope and my faith in you. See, everything else in the world may let us down, but God is the one. He is the source. He is faithful when we are not faithful. He is strong. He is our fortress. He is our refuge. He is our shelter in time of need. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is the restorer. He is the one who brings freedom from bondage. So Lord, we put our expectations in you and you alone. We don't know when. We don't know how, but we know that you are good. And we can expect great things from you. So we put our trust in you. We trust you. We give our lives to you. We say, Lord, forgive us for the times that we've doubted. And we come with great expectations. In Jesus' name, amen and amen thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.